Welcome, 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 everybody. Yep. We are at episode number 60 of the No Words Bar podcast. It is your host, Mo, joined by my man in the ATL, Chris Mack. How you doing, bro? How you living? Hey, man. I'm, what's going on, y'all? Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, like, uh, at, at this moment right now, you know, I'm prepping for, you know, a move for me and the lady. We're about to move into a house next week. So that's, uh, that's you know, some big big steps being taken at this moment. Um, this past weekend, you know, I finally got to see Beyonce live. Uh, Jealous. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, she she was she she was you know she is you know what the hype is all about, man. She was out of this world. Like that that show was tremendous. Uh, the outfits were crazy. You know the 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 just you know she's not able. It's like as now because I've also been following her tour since it started and seeing it live. Like she is still an incredible performer. But you could tell that, you know, there's definitely some changes, you know, as, you know, her career has proceeded over time and she doesn't dance as much as she used to or, as, you know, or as heavily as before because, you know, well, you know, she she's now at this point in her career where, you know, you know, her her she, she she's not as athletic as she once was. Let's just put it that way. And. But she's still in great shape, and the fact that she had the you know the cardio to just keep up vocally, um, and be able to perform all those power ballads in the beginning, you know, it was just she was just a top notch performer through and through. And plus, she has her daughter to uh, do her uh, dance routines when she can't. Yeah, love it, love it. I've seen the videos of it, and then uh, it's I think from what I gather from from what you just said and and people that have been to the concert my girl been with saw beyonce for her birthday and from what i gather from it is like yeah of course she may not do as much dancing um as she may have done in the past but and that's perfectly fine because at the end of the day from what i get is seeing beyonce live it's it's an experience it it's, definitely it's, was an experience, man. That's, I was that's, that's what it is. It was to the Japan. point I, I I didn't even want to cheer. It's not like I did. <laughs> I want. I definitely wanted to cheer. I just wanted to just be engrossed in what she was, what this what she was doing, you know. And, I hear you. And the art that she was displaying, and yeah, I, I just witnessed all of it. It was, it was definitely um, it was an incredible experience to witness uh, live and. You know, I hope I get to see it again. Who, who knows? You know, um, uh, who knows how long that will take too. Yeah. Um, before, yeah. before if she tore again, if she ever does again. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, definitely worth the wait, and it was. Um, I'm glad that I was able to scratch that off my bucket list. Yeah, man. Like I, man, I, I, I wanted to go to like, and I think there was a slight chance it could have been to the went to the one, one the first show that was in D.C., but it was just like. It was last second, and like I remember looking on StubHub, and them prices did go down. You know, at one point I remember I said, I was looking at my girl. I'm like, it, they're down to ninety dollars, but like I said, it was like a little bit too little, too late. Um, and trying to make a decision with that, but it's all good though. Um, I'll catch her one one day in the future, probably at a Vegas re- residency or some shit like that. Um, but speaking of stadium shows, um, there was a big one that happened. Um. You know, SummerSlam a couple of weeks ago, uh, over in uh, Ford Field in Detroit, and uh, what an amazing event that that was! 
spectacle um, from from top to bottom. Yeah, um, it was overall. It was, a it was show. Yes, yes, monumental definitely. show for sure. Closed uh, up a couple uh, of old storylines too in the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I think I think people are. Um, you know, the main event itself was polarizing for some. Yes. Um, but I mean, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a Roman match. You know, uh, it, it, this type of match here, what I wasn't expecting it to be really great per se. I thought it was going to be good, but it was it, it was so long. It was. Slow. It was. And. You know, it picked up towards the end, but at that point, you know, we already figured that there, there was something, something was going to come to a head because, mm-hmm. you know, what I, what I, I, I mean, I always, I always expected the Jimmy turn to happen in yeah. some way. I just, it, it still, I still threw me for a loop um, when it did, uh, but I, I, I could tell that, uh, that this was something that both brothers wanted for a while now. Yeah. Uh they, they they wanted to have the 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 Uso match. And um I guess this is the start of um them getting to that point. Uh it, how soon will it happen or how far off? Um don't know. Uh especially yeah. after the events of, of a SmackDown, uh, which felt like a, a, a mid season finale of Bloodline Theater. Um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because we, yeah. don't, we don't we don't know what's going what's gonna happen next, uh and how long, you know, will Jay be out. Uh, in the midst of the storyline, but we do know that Roman's not going to be around until Survivor Series. So uh, they got they got a lot of um, stuff to really stretch out now, and yep. you know they're taking unique ways of getting there. Yeah, yeah, but this is also since you know things are going to kind of die down, um, almost somewhat like you said a you know mid season finale. Um, I think what this is going to cause is that everybody else, they just got to, the, the eyes are going to be on them. The eyes are going to be on everybody else now. Um, specifically uh, on, on the SmackDown side, while the Bloodline stuff kind of takes a little bit of a a lull or a hiatus, however they want to do that. And there, there is a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff there on SmackDown, obviously, that, um, that they can, that the people there could step up and, and 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 put on some great quality matches and 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 overall storylines. Um, you know, um, right off the bat for 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 SummerSlam, um, uh, one of those guys that's on SmackDown, I guess you could say he's the hottest rising star right now in WWE and LA Knight, man. Um, you know, he's been hey, I'll give him I'll give him the credit. Dude has been pretty pretty good on the mic too he went toe-to-toe with Miz after uh Monday afterwards but specifically on with SummerSlam the the Slim Jim um snap into it battle royal um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened um yeah definitely we, and I know we we both kind of had like opposite opinions on on how who was going to win that match um LA Knight obviously wanted winning the match however I gotta say, there was a moment where your prediction was almost true, bro. And oh, I yeah, was, man. and then I was watching it. The thing that was on my mind, like, oh as my soon, god! As soon as I heard MVP's voice, I was like, oh, here we go now. <laughs> you know, it, it's time. It's time to bring it in. And uh, but, but, but the fact that almost came out in such that degree, uh, I yes. figured that he's going to be in there, but I don't think he's going to last long. 
And uh, lo and behold, in the match, you know, the, the entire field essentially just, you know, eliminated him. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, uh, I see what they're is focused on L.A. Uh, winning yeah. this because we're going to get an actual Slim Jim ad after this, huh? And yeah. that happened, too. <laughs> Which was, hey, him and Bianca being the... Him and Bianca, man. Yeah, Slim Jim wanted them both. I yeah. was like, yeah. That's just... <laughs> and kudos, and kudos for them for adding the little old school clip of Macho at the end. Yeah, and, man. That, like, that was, yeah. It was a pretty good touch there. It yeah. was a decent decent fun Battle Royal. You know, I mean, Battle Royals, they, they are what they are. They are. Uh, but it, on big shows like this, they, you know, they, they always tend to be fun. So, yes, yes, yes. And and uh, they, they gave the crowd what they want in the end. So, in the end, everybody's happy because I know there was a little bit of a, you know, kind of hesitation, trepidation with a lot of the fan base uh, about what they was going to do. Were they going to let him win the match? Were they not? You know, they was kind of preparing the whole, you know, pull the rug from under them, thinking that they're going to get their man to win, and then boom, something else happens, but they got what they wanted. Crowd was happy about it. And the reaction, like, his reactions, they, they, they've been solid, man. They've been great. It's always good to see stuff like this happen. Um, but it was not the opening match. The opening match did go towards Logan Paul and Ricochet, and they did not disappoint at all. At all, man. Yeah, man. Uh, really, uh, Logan Paul, really good man. showing for for. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the stuff that he's able to do right now at this stage of his career. <laughs> you know, it's so few matches, <laughs> right? Like he's, he's stellar. He he is definitely uh, a, a box office talent. Yes, and, and Ricochet not only held his own, but he he showed a lot. You know, in this match, and and they they had a it was really good. Uh, I I did think um it, it lived up to the most viral match of all time or anything <laughs> close to that. It, it yeah. felt like a standard, really good, solid spot fest of a match. Yes, yes, but. But it wasn't like, you know, nothing that was truly insane. They didn't even do the double clothesline spot that I thought they were probably going to do, um, like, from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, and, but it was good. You know, it was a match that, um, you know, that really got the crowd going to start off the show. And, of course, you know, Logan had to get the win in because he, you know, he lost all of his high-profile matches up to this point. And he gets a win, and he was able to uh, get up out of there. <laughs> Around the yeah. same time, still with his gear on, and heading to the to the fight for to watch his brother Jake um go up against uh, Nate Diaz. I mean, with his <laughs> yeah. gear still on, yes, that was, that was so crazy. Uh, that man was dedicated. He's like, nah, I'm really am leaving from straight from here when this match ends. He took and the I'm PJ going, and he went on went, went on to, to support his bro. That's <laughs> it, man. Hey, I I'm I'm all for. It. I love to see shit like that. That's that's dope though, like that you could do something like that and still show up for your brother for his stuff, like hours away. Like that's, I don't know. I find that stuff stuff cool, man. And and man, it's just Logan and, Paul. And the, and the fight, the fight began right after <laughs> SummerSlam, so which was perfect. <laughs> he timed it perfect. It was just yeah. perfect, man. I kind of joked on it because I'm like, dang, like I wonder if. There was at a point where him and Brock was playing rock, paper, scissors to who had the first match and leave early. Like, because, <laughs> you know, typically Brock don't like to stay. Like, unless he's in the main event, he ain't. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. He doesn't stay for the show. No, no, not at all. 
and we'll get to him in a second. Um, but the, but definitely Logan Paul, man. I, I, I can't. Man, that dude is just he's he just impresses me every time. Every t- like there is just just when I think like he can't like like what else can he do to like that that's impressive. And then he does something. Like the buckshot lariat out like over the rope to the outside. Clean. Like that was ridiculous. And I'm thinking to myself like, "Ooh, his knees." <laughs> Cuz he already he's got coming off an MCL injury. <laughs> and he's and- off of he's doing that move. The first time yeah. he did the move, he got that that injury. And he's just just doing it like off uh, outside like that. Like that's it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. But the, the pure athleticism that man has. Like that's that is the key, man. And like you said with Ricochet, he held his own. Um, you know, of course, the personal touch, you know, with, with Samantha Irvin having a um call. You know, Jake, uh, uh, Logan Paul, man. Um, she has some, she has some great, uh, great reactions uh, to the to the end of the match. Uh, She's been great and, overall, man. Like, yeah, like even as a ring announcer, like I, I love the way how like if she makes it. She reminds me. I have it reminds me somewhat of Lillian Garcia. Um, yeah, with the cadence of how she does stuff, and even the wrestlers, like a lot of them say, like they just. They just love how she puts whatever emphasis, whatever emphasis, into calling their names. Um, so I mean, kudos to that man. But that was, that was a good, like you said, good opener. Start off, crowd was a little, got the crowd up and going. Um, but then speaking of Lesnar, um, you know, uh, his match with Cody, which, as Jim Ross famously always said, it was a slobber knocker. <laughs> um, but it was a it was a damn good match, man. And Cody, like, and Cody's the perfect, like, he's the perfect guy. Like, you know, gets his ass whooped, but you just gotta yeah, whip him I'll, on and cheer him on. And like, I'll, I'll say that was my favorite match of um of the night. Um, yeah, it was it was by far. It, was, make, it told a really cool story. Um, it did, like, just uh, just the fact that it was a it was a battle for respect, and it, 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 the fact that Brock just kept beating him. And and Cody did not want to stay down at all. And it's you know at, at the part you know when he starts sending him to the ring for the countouts, uh, and it, it almost felt like a um just like you know uh, a a different form of a last man standing match in a way how yeah. it's done. And then when Cody started fighting back and the crowd getting behind him, it it it, it was almost similar to how Brock and and. Daniel Bryan was in that one Survivor Series a couple of years ago, and it right. did you know Cody made the big comeback and he managed to slay the beast. He managed to beat him in three, three crossroads. Three, the three had yeah, the triple crossroads. You know he only brings that out during the big events, man. You know, well, and, well the last time he tried that months ago, it yeah, didn't work out for him. It did not work out, but we knew if he would have hit it, it was over. But. Yes. Yes, but uh, what? But when he managed to hit that, uh, hit the crossroads, the three crossroads, got the win, and it was a big moment. The crowd was cheering, and next thing you know, you see Brock, uh, pretty, pretty much moving an official out the way and mm-hmm. giving a stare down to Cody. I was like, "Hey, what's going on here?" He's going to shake his hand, and then he brought his hand out, and then Cody shook it, and then he gave him a hug, and Cody's face when he got the hug, he was like, "Huh." 
Yeah, because uh, <laughs> Triple because Triple H said in the press conference later after yeah, it was the event, shoot. like it, yeah, 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 it was, it was not it planned. Was a shoot moment, and and Brock, you know, he he pretty much, you know, he gave him the cosign right there. That was the yeah. big endorsement that you know this guy, he's a real deal. Uh, he's the one, you know. He's like, he, you know, he should be the the one next up. And then, you know, he sent them all to all four corners of the um, ring and had held his arm in the air. And then Cody had that big smile on his face after. I was like, yeah, that was that moment added a lot to the end of the match for me. Um, yeah. And, and that was it was just it was just a great like old school style of storytelling that. Cody matches in particular Brock programs love to do. Yeah, no, because Cody's a crazy ass himself. Like he's, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, and I think also, I, I'm I'm just I'm just guessing here. You know, the the respect level that Brock and and has for Cody is, you know, we know Brock is a wild ass dude. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he 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 he'll he'll go for anything if it's. If if it's something that's entertaining and it, and it obviously enhances his character, you know his the the physicality in the ring and stuff like that, like he'll he's up for it. And like I said, we know Cody. Cody is Cody's he's old school mentality anyway. He you know he he likes to do those those matches that look extremely painful and all that other stuff. Like they said, crazy ass. Um, I mean. Then again, this guy wrestled a Hell in a Cell match with a torn pec muscle. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we've seen this crazy. But, but what this what this match also told me, man, what it also solidified to me, and I know we we've we don't know what months ahead what it's in store, but I think for me, um, this match combined with what he has said, um, I think in the press conference. Yeah, it's gonna be him and Roman at, four, at WrestleMania forty, man. It's it's him and Roman at, at forty. I think so, man. Because yeah, the way it, they building funny. him up, and then he specifically put it. He's like he wants to be the one to end Roman <laughs> Roman Reigns title reign. So um, I think that if there was ever any question, like it's just, and I think we've we've we said it pointed out many times before. Like it's just the road to getting to there. Like that's the part that. Just so much in the blue. We know what the destination is, but um, how they building up Cody has been great. Um, also, um, you know, there was one women's match which talk about polarizing. Um, the, the Shayna Baszler and Ron Rousey match. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like it. it, it let me say. Okay. So the end result was the we know the right person won, and yeah. the end result of that and, and as and as you had predicted yourself when we talked about it, um, the last episode, um, you know what its purpose is going to do. It's it's more so of just you know making Shayna Baszler make her a badass again, and make her fearful. And we know afterwards, the raw next night, you know she has her eyes set on. Uh, Becky Lynch, apparently, um, at some point, um, and you know, the match was. I mean, I gotta admit, man, like I, I just it it wasn't doing anything for me. It wasn't. They tried, they tried, yeah. but it just wasn't doing anything for me. And I mean, it was it, it was an MMA match. 
Like, yeah, but you can't do like, MMA. No, 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 no. The MMA match was built like the week of, like it was announced the week of SummerSlam. Yeah, and you know this is a crowd. You know this is a pro wrestling crowd. You know yeah. this is a sports entertainment crowd. W crowd. Like they know of MMA, but they weren't really. You know, uh, not once they trained, they were probably weren't interested in watching it. Let alone, probably they were confused with the rules too. Yeah, because yeah. they 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 had the they, you know, they wanted to make it MMA style with kicks, you know, knockouts and submissions only, which is cool. You know, I, I you know that 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 works for me. But there was no rounds, you know. So I mean, they were just going pretty much balls to the wall, beating the fuck out of each other, and the crowd didn't, didn't know they didn't give a shit. No, <laughs> like, because you know they they didn't they didn't know what to you know really what to expect from it, but you know they I mean they came they came into it you know late into the match um, you know and Shayna she ended up getting you know the win and choking out choking out Ronda you know with the Kirfuer clutch, but man like they went to war but the, the crowd were like you know they were just on their hands you no. know from the very start. No, because, you know, that was like the, like, outside of that, you know, that promo video that they did on the Raw before SummerSlam, um, which, you know, for me, I was like, all right, well, maybe they can do something. Like, they, they, the, the, the video team was, they did a great job trying to promote it. Um, but like you said, there was no specific rules. And it's like, you can't expect the fans, I mean, they're, MMA matches don't obviously typically happen uh, that amount that people are going to just assume that this is going to be this, this, and this, you know, in yeah. there. And um, it's just the, it's just like I said, people just didn't know what, what was there that, what was the rules? Like there has to be some type of thing that the fans, they can have an idea what's going on. And there was just nothing. It was just, and I, I don't know. It, it just came off weird, man. It just came off weird. A WWE version of an MMA match, like it. Uh, I expected. I, I expected more. I guess from from that, and it's just. I expect. I thought I expected some them to explain stuff more, and they just didn't. And yeah, that, it, it's it, what left me empty. Yeah, because you you know again, and then uh, I guess when they started uh, with the um, with the ref was calling out the rules and whatnot. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think the crowd could really hear what he was saying. I don't think so. Uh, because I'm like, could could these rules be acknowledged by Mike Rome or Samantha Irvin? You know, yeah. Before the, the match got underway, so people would know what's really going on. Because I think they were confused. So what was really what was <laughs> going on at first uh, yeah. with the match? And you know, I mean, Shayna got her ass beat. You know, I guess she got a shiner, and I think she messed her arm up. That's why we probably didn't see her on this week's Raw. Um, but <laughs> because she's recovering from the beating, but I mean, it was a physical match, but it it, it just didn't connect with the, with the crowd. It didn't no, no, which I no, expected. No. I mean, I, I was going in, I was like, no, this might not, this might not work out. Yeah, no, no, I, it. Like I said expectations wasn't that high, but I was expecting something more. Didn't get that. But it's fine though. Hey, it did its purpose. It established somebody as a new, I guess, badass of WWE, the women's division. 
And, you know, and, and, and there we go. We have it there. Um, another uh, match where it, it was a good match, um, Intercontinental match, you know, with Gunta and um, was it Riddle? Riddle, right? That, that faced him? Uh, uh, I faced Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, my fault. Gosh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the other other event. Um, yes, Drew McIntyre. Yes, Drew McIntyre. Um, I guess because I saw I had Riddle just on my mind from from last night. The what was <laughs> going on with the new day? Um, yes, Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know, I I think it's self explanatory. We both expected Gunther to come out on you know winning that match. Um, physical match, real physical match. But was it their best one? No, I don't think it was their best one. I both of them together. Um, but it wasn't a bad match. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was what I expected from both of them. It was what I expected, and that doesn't and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But it's what I expected from from a match of both of them. Hard hitting, physical. Um, man, Bagunta, man, that dude is that dude. Uh, he's clearly breaking honky tonks, man. Uh, honky tonk yep. record. Clearly breaking that. Which I'm happy about because I just, never just was a little less than a month away. I think what 20, 22 days or so. That's it. That's it. At least a minimum of probably two title defenses. I know he has one next week against uh, Chad Gable, um, but I'm pretty sure he's probably. I don't know. They may not. Will he have a match at Payback? I guess so. I guess so. Uh yeah. He'll he'll probably have a match at Payback, um, and then he sees there. He will break the record. Yeah. Good man, you know who I feel sorry for, whose records just keeps on his records keeps on getting broken or getting passed. Pedro Morales, man. <laughs> like in the past, think about it, in the past year, Roman has passed him and, and Gunther has passed him in two different weight classes. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> but but that also kind of is insane. Like how how that was back then, you know, like in the sixties and seventies, man, like. The fact that it's it's still amazing, and we know it's wrestling and all, but it, it's still remarkable that these records, who which you know, when you really think about them, I wouldn't say they're unbreakable, but they were just so they they were so they was held in such high prestige that you would believe as a kid, I guess, you would believe that like man, who's gonna break these records? Like when you saw the numbers, um, and the fact that this is happening in real time like it's it's dope it's awesome but it's kind of surreal though but you know i'm all for shit man i'm all i'm all for these records being broken because it ain't every time we we, we ain't going to see something like this often um yeah we possibly. need new records man we need modern you know? records now yeah, so. that's it man that's it and um like i said the match did its job um you know i wouldn't say there's anything memorable that happened in the match um for me um, just, just Gunther, just Gunther, just being a badass man, and and it's kind of a scary figure, man. Like that dude is tall, <laughs> but he's he's scary looking, man. <laughs> especially yeah, now with man, him, he's a giant, especially with bro. him being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and kudos to him for his transformation, his body transformation. Yeah. Um, it's still remarkable, man, how he used to look and how he looks now. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I want to I mean, know. He was I want to know what his... back then, man. I was like <laughs> yeah. back then, yeah. like as great yeah. as he was as a re- as a wrestler, he still is, man. He was just so so doughy, 
that I didn't know yeah. what to make of him if yeah. he ever was going to find himself on the main roster. And but he he dug he dug deep. He he made a change for himself, and he wanted to bring something new to the table. And look at him; he's getting a bag, and he's liking every moment of it. And, and it's not with Imperium too. Yes, uh, they, they're starting to add a little more humor into their act. Yeah, and it's pretty good. Like yeah. you know, like they they could be a little comedic. But there's still seriousness to it as well because yes. it's more of a, a condescending um, humor, if anything. Although I will say I was a bit, I was a bit scared. Like this whole Kaiser thing with um, Maxine. Uh, I don't know, man. It's like the, the vibes. Like some some of the stuff he says, like like that sounds kind of. In a certain way, like the wording of it sounds very condescending of of her of just her, and but I know it's just more so about just the insult Otis, you know. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, I know he's got to chill, man. He already got a woman at home. I right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's uh, it's just certain things, man. I was like, man, like uh, like I hope he doesn't say like the route, like just. I guess I'm so conditioned. By hearing some outlandish shit says some towards some women wrestlers on WWE TV in the past, um, that is like I'm 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 just there are just certain things that sound very familiar to the mistakes of the past, and I just be like man, like I kind of like get a little bit anxiety. Like I hope he doesn't say something the wrong way, and everybody's like going all crazy over the shit. But no, his inter- their interactions, it's it's cool. But I know specifically with him. Um, they've given him another layer to his character, uh, you know. And plus, you know, I think it's the point. Like, you know, people kind of joke on laughing about how he speaks. Um, but I don't know. Have you have you ever heard him speak like when he's not using that that accent? Like, he sounds like a regular person, you know. Like, yeah, like just yeah. a regular person. Uh, fine. Like, you wouldn't even know <laughs> if you just heard him. You wouldn't even guess those two. Like, the two voices are the same person. Um, but no, Guta, Imperium, they're, they're going to be good. But the thing I will question about Imperium is that like, um, I know they kind of been doing this whole, especially with Giovanni and this, I guess, friction going on. Um, I don't know. I hope they don't, I don't know how that's going to progress. Um, and I hope they, it doesn't go into like a, it shouldn't go into any type of breakup anytime soon. I don't think that's the route that they're going to actually go to, but it's just um, that it's, it's just give that little bit of hint of uh, friction uh, between all three. We saw that also last last night on Raw, um, but now we're getting into the nitty gritty here with these matches. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's go right into the women's match. Um, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, man. What a roller coaster! Really good match. What a roller coaster that match was, and and I and I was watching, and and kudos to my girlfriend for withstanding what me watching this. But that was my way to convince her. I'm like, well, Bianca's wrestling, so um, yeah, yeah. But that that match and Bianca, the, the the selling that she had that she did in that match with her her knee, um, that was masterclass because <laughs> I had me. It had me believe, like, oh shit, like maybe she is. But then when she did that, when she turned around the ring and went back in there, no, the moment they kept putting the camera on her, I knew she was working. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw it. It did, you know, I already got a text from someone saying, hey, man, those are work, those are work doctors. And they, they didn't even put the X up. I was like, yeah, she's about to be working. But her selling was like tremendous. No, that's the same as selling. Yeah. 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 I wasn't, and it's funny you mentioned it because I don't remember seeing them throwing the X, but, and, but I guess it was just more so, like I said, I was just focused on the selling more than anything. But, um, everybody in this match, they it was they everybody played their role great. Charlotte played her typical, you know, better than both of you guys. You know, looking down on you, I can, and I and I thought she had I thought she had the match won, man. When um she had Oscar in the in the figure eight, but once Bianca got on that rope, that top rope, the turnbuckle. And she did and that, 450 that 450, man. While while Charlotte was still in that bridge, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh man! But and then Oscar, man. It, the thing I liked about it is that they Oscar made sure that she did not. They did not forget that she was there. She didn't, you know. She didn't try to. This is, she went full blown at both of them anytime she 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 could. And I gotta admit. I was a little bit surprised. I was a little bit surprised about when, when how like Bianca went in and how she won that sequence, that finishing sequence. That was, was a cool finish. That was sweet. Right, that was a cool finish. I, I think everyone was a little shocked that Bianca ended up winning. Yeah, because uh, everyone expected it was just such a shock that you know you kind of forget that the cash in was going to happen. Uh, right. But at right. that point, you know, building up to this point, I'm like, yeah, the cash in is definitely happening. Yeah, yeah. because. She did. She did a small package while in the figure eight. Yeah, and not the win. But I'm like, yeah, she's with a bum knee. It's over. She's yeah. about to. She's about to go and uh, get cashed on. And lo and behold, EO came out with Bailey, uh, and they they start whacking Oscar and uh, Charlotte with the briefcase. And eventually, EO took out Bianca's knee with the briefcase, and then she hit her moonsault, got the win. Celebrated with Bailey and Dakota Kai, who yeah who on spirit yeah to get to get to the yeah. arena. That's a, oh, that's a crazy story, but that's awesome. So so yeah. now she's back, but I don't think she's like fully clear to compete. No, but no. now she's like back regularly with the crew. You know, yeah, uh, being the, being more of a mouthpiece of anything. Yeah, man. Um, and then well, it's even greater about this, and and it's like you said, you know, when when. I was like, I, I was shocked that to see Bianca win, but then, like you said, I knew the cash in was going to happen. But then, you know, it, and it didn't hit me at that time when everything was going on. But then it was like, you know what? It it had a, it made perfect sense for Bianca to win because of how SummerSlam was last year, um, when Bianca had won her match against Becky Lynch, and then. Damage control came back, I, I guess, return. Or they came the first time as a unit. And Bailey and EO and, and Dakota came came down. They had that stare down with, with Bianca. So for that, for a whole year, like that storyline, for it to come full circle the way it did, um, when I really think of, when I really pieced it all together in the end, I was like, man, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Like that's... That's how you. That's a. That's a great. That's a storyline arc right there. That's great right there. Like we can yeah, give they went all through this. Hell, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. 
like we for we have our reasons why we love the bloodline storyline. We have our reasons why we fuck with the Judgment Day storyline. But you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how many people that that it got lost in the shuffle of like, oh shit, this is like the a year's storyline here, and it's this is the conclusion. Like it, like and it's perfect. And everybody probably thought that you know last SummerSlam that it was Bailey was destined to win the belt. I don't think anybody, nobody would have thought Io would be the one in the end out of out of all of them to to, to get that belt, um, to win it from Bianca, you know. So, and it, it's it was it was just the kill the culmination of all that was just was was great and it's awesome, and for women's especially for the women's division, for something of that nature, so much investment went into that, um, regardless of how. It, at some points it was rocky, you know, with injuries and stuff, but they had a still piece together in the end. Um, it was just, it was beautiful. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, and going from one storyline arc to the other now, another match, uh, the world heavyweight championship match, um, with Seth, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. And that was another, I know you say I know you said the Lesnar and and Cody match was the match of the night, and and I and it's hard. I can't say that you're wrong, but I mean this is this was close though from it, just a strictly in rings perspective. Yeah, this was this was close. Yeah, and and just how everything and of course business picked up once Senor Money in the Bank came out. Um, and but you know, Finn Finn that 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 briefcase, like JD McDonald said, you know, next night on Raw, that briefcase is is cursed and it's causing all this crazy shit, especially between Damien and and and, and Finn. Uh, but Finn he let his eye off the ball. I, I feel like he let his eye off the ball a little bit there, and you can't do that with Seth Rollins. You can't let your eye off the ball and that whole and like I said once he came out and that whole pre, the whole ending from there on um man there was a couple of times I thought Finn had it I thought I had Finn had it. I wanted Finn to win uh when he kicked out the first curb stomp I, I was like oh shit it, it really right. might happen this time around I really thought that man like I'm like I right. like he's this he's going to do it he's going to do it and you know and I'm thinking like you know and maybe it's just me trying to look too much in between lines, but the fact that I thought Finn was going to win because once he came out and he had that, he had his name or whatever on that the injured, what the shoulder that you was injured that Seth Rollins injured years ago. I'm like, yeah. all right, this man really has a chip on his shoulder. Like I think for whatever reason, the the, the vibe that I was getting was like, this is going to be his night. Um, and I'm not mad that Seth won. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, but Man, it's like I want my man Finn to win. Like Finn, get, let have Finn, let him have the belt again. Let him have another run with the belt, man. But and and, and well, it, it looks like some, that's not happening right now. So yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's not anymore. But it's um, but with the man, cooking was, right now, it's just as interesting. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. The Judgment Day overall, man. We know, like they, they just. I mean, you know, sure, Rhea is in a bit of a holding pattern somewhat because of Raquel um you know 
they, I guess they want to get that out the way. They're very determined to getting that that match out the way to happen. Um, uh, I just hope that it. I don't want to say is there is not anything. There's no build up to that because clearly there has been build up going back and forth between Rhea and and um and Raquel. Uh, but man, I, I hope the match delivers. I just whenever they do have that match, I hope it delivers. Um, but you know that that's for another day. But Judgment Day, man, like I said, they they are awesome. Just overall, they're running on all cylinders, man, a, as a unit. And this now with JD McDonough being somewhat part of all this now adds a little bit of intrigue now, especially with him and Finn being, you know, two peas in the pod. They seem to be more closer than Finn does with um, his Judgment Day uh, crew members. Um, but you know, that's that's how that's their thing over there, man. And they've they've been running rough sled on Raw, kicking ass and. I also want to give another shout out, man, to my man, Dominic, man, Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Dominic. If especially that match he had on, on NXT. That yeah, was that was a thing, bro, that hey, he's he's going to be fine, man. He's going to be just fine. Like I and you and you said it, too. You like. Like Dom be cooking, like he could, like don't don't mistake the the whole booing stuff. Like yeah, he was green at first, but that dude has been been in the ring with some good quality, uh, quality ring te- technicians, and he's been getting in that work. Man, we see it; it's showing all, it's showing, and it's great, it's great, man. And the fact, like I said, the heel, and and I guess a lot of people will tell you what that are heels wrestlers. The hardest part is making the fans get on board with hating you. And he got that mm-hmm. part down. So the wrestling thing was uh, Yeah, he the, got it. that was always gonna come. That was always mm-hmm. gonna come and follow suit. Oh yeah, and definitely. Now he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot of his run um working in NXT, you know, and, and being being a big name there because uh, they're getting some of their best ratings, you know, when he's on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's self-evident, man. They, Dominic, man, he's been. I, I, I'm a. I've been on his. I've been the Dominic Mysterio fan club ever since. Even before, like right when he had turned on Ray, like I was saying, Dom, like let's get this, let's get this turn already. I've been a fan since then, man. Uh, I'll still say he he won me over. Regardless, I don't care what happens with him. Further on, he won me over with that WrestleMania entrance. That's all. Like. That by itself, <laughs> he won me over, man. Cause I that was beautiful. <laughs> that was yeah, beautiful. Prison Dom, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but definitely that was a great match. And then um, you know, leading to the main event. Um, the tribal uh, what, what what do they call it again? <laughs> tribal combat. Tribal combat, yes. Um man, that like you said, the match, it was slow in the beginning. It was more methodical, I guess, if you want to put it that way. I'll admit, there was a part where I was, man, there was a part in that beginning of that match or somewhere along the, before everything picked up, my eyes kind of was feeling a little bit heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I was watching it, and I was like, I think I was tuning into something else. 
you know, when the match is going on, and I'm just watching, letting it go through, seeing them fight. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, um, yeah, w- w- what's going on here? I mean, right. I know what's going on, but I, you know, I already went in, went in going, knowing that this match is going to get 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I know when to really, uh, when, when, when to um, really clock in for the match. It's when, it, uh, when it's at the 25, 30 minute mark. That's when you know the match is really going to kick into gear. And, you know, it, it did kick into gear a little bit, but, you know, it, it was just, it was slower than most, most Roman matches. I'll, I'll yes. see such. Yes. Uh, but I will say, though, um, I think it being that, being that slow of a match, man, it, it's, that's, it's, it's, it's dangerous, especially, you know, the crowd is, you know, it, it, it wasn't, a, it was a rather long pay-per-view. And we all know how it could be in certain parts with the crowd and, you know, crowd exhaustion. And we know with Bloodline, the crowd is so, they're normally so invested with it that, you know, that, that's an, that rule is kind of like an exception with this. But, uh, man, if, if, if it was, if we were kind of like, we noticed that it was slow, man, on TV, I can imagine how it felt in that arena, man. Um, just, Cause, like you say, you anticipate. You're waiting for that one moment where something happens, where you're like, "All right, now, now here comes the the the, the crazy part of the whole match." And you know, for Jimmy to turn on Jay, um, I was a bit perplexed um, at it at first, and of course, as last Friday kind of made made things clearer. Um, because it was always more so like we we kind of figure like all right, how how are they going to stretch this thing out, you know, this you know whatever the next six months, up to mania, how are they going to do this? And you know what we've seen is that number one, like and you talked about earlier, Roman is injured now um, from a and it was interesting because I remember that spot that that Jay did over the rope top rope or through the ropes um onto roman and just the way that Ro- roman wasn't bra- he didn't brace himself well or at all he was not even ready for the yeah. spot at all that's yeah yeah and because really it makes you feel like that he he was hurt before that happened and um maybe so maybe it's you know and and, and Jay just went and dove. See him? He's holding on to the guardrail, and he's like, "God damn, yeah, <laughs> slow down." Yeah, yeah. Like I saw that wince in his face. So I was like, "Ooh, like that wasn't." Yeah, like it. That didn't. That wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't good, man. But I mean, like, I mean, we would have after that. Uh, there was no signs of of whatever it is that that injury that was slowing Roman down. It wasn't slowing him down, man. But you know, uh, for like, it would have been nice, I guess, if Jay would have won. But let, let's be real; we all knew that that wasn't going to happen. It was more so like it was more so really like how Jimmy's involvement was going to be in in part of this. And as Jimmy then explained on SmackDown on Friday, his logic is that he yeah. was saving Jay. He was saving Jay. He did it to save Jay. And it's kind of funny. He's like, it gives me, I did it for the rock vibes. I um, mean, he was, he was trying to be manipulative as well, man. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone's trying to play with Jay's emotions. But, 
that's what we've seen on, on SmackDown. J- J- Jay's tired of the bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I- I'm I'm tired of this. I, I ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. <I'm done. laughs> yeah. 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 He says, I'm out. I'm out from WWE. I'm out from SmackDown. I'm like, okay. I guess I see where they're going with this now. I guess like they're going to try to. And, and, and the storyline, I guess, like it's deserving of a break. You know, they've been going nonstop for, for years. Yeah, for all through summer. Yeah. Going crazy. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't mind it. I personally don't mind a little break in there because it. what this does is that it gives everybody else on that roster now, like the eyes are on them. All right. Like um, the Bloodline cinema segments, you know, they're all cool and all great. We love them. Um, but, you know, these other people on, on, on the roster for SmackDown now, like, hey, this is your time to shine now. There's more spotlight on you, you guys. I mean, this is, this is what Sheamus wanted, so. Yeah. Uh, he finally get, he, not only that, oh. he's getting his big edge match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know. Supposedly the retirement match for Edge. Supposedly. Who knows? Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a retirement match just I, yet. But I, it's going to it be just, one of his last, one of his few last matches that he's going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't know. I take the retirement thing with a grain of salt. We'll, I'll see it once it comes from Edge's mouth, I guess. Um, but yes, him and Sheamus, you know, they got a match. Um, this this smack uh, on SmackDown on Friday. Um, one of the things that we talked about, one of the matches, matches that was left off the card, a SummerSlam, another women's match, um, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, which um, happened last night, you know, in Winnipeg. And um, it ended up in the double countout, right? I think that's what happened, double countout. Yeah, it was a double countout. Um, they brawled, brawled throughout the arena. Yeah, so now they're... Their, their match, their next match now is going to be in a steel cage by Adam Pierce. Um, you know, and also left on the card, um, of course, due to injury, um, there was no tag team champions, women's or men's tag team champions um, on the card because of Kevin Owens being injured. And, and, and um, Gosh, what is her name? I can't. Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. She, yeah, she tore ACL. Yeah. So yeah, that. Yeah, we, we found the timing out, of that, it. We found that out like either the day of or the day after SummerSlam. Yeah, the day after SummerSlam it was, and time, poor time. Like that's, and I know yeah, they. Man. I know people talk about the, the belts being cursed, bro. But I'm like, dog. Like, it's like they, whoever holds those belts, they can't catch a break for shit. Like that's. It's unfortunate, but I will say this. Chelsea Green, she's been, like I said, I, I've been raving about her, you know, for a good while, just her character on how how good she is with her character. And um, and now that Sonya is, is out of there um, for an unforeseeable future, Piper Nevin took her, is apparently now, Chelsea's yeah. tag team partner, which big dude, man, she's back. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not mad at that. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Like that kind of gives somebody that's going to take the the majority of the the ring work, I guess, in the matches, 
And um, she's an intimidating figure. And I mean, that could be like Chelsea's body. That's Chelsea's bodyguard. <laughs> if they want to go that route, um, you know, because, you know, she, that just fits within her character that she would yeah. do so much shit and hide behind somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Someone that could pretty much beat up both her opponents. That's it. That's it, man. So I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Um, you know, so, you know, even though they wasn't on the card, they're not though those those, those perspective perspective storylines were not forgotten um at all so um you know and then also like i talked about um earlier man uh la night surprised on on raw the night after SummerSlam. they have a back and forth banter with the miz which i always look at if if they trust you to have a promo in the ring live promo in the ring with the miz uh, that's a lot of faith that they're putting in you because Miz is no slouch on the mic. And nope. when we saw that too, well, I mean, we've seen, we, we, we've over the years, we've seen that, but more specifically in, in, in this interaction here with LA Knight and LA Knight held his own. He held his own. He had a little, yeah. little slip up with it, but he cleaned it up pretty quickly. So he's, I don't care what Kevin Nash says. I, man, I, he's, he's good. He's decent on the mic. The guy's not, He's gonna be fine, um, but I definitely enjoyed that back and forth banter with the Miz, man. And the Miz, I mean, he every time that he has these moments where and he fires off all of his accomplishments within the company. Uh sometimes I'm, I I will admit sometimes kind of get lost in all this other stuff. That man, the Miz, yeah, he's he's a comp. I mean. We all know when his career is like right now he could retire and he's a Hall of Famer in for mm-hmm. WWE. We all know that. It's um but I always I, I just always enjoy seeing seeing him on TV, man, because he's been one he's been one of the most reliable dudes that they they've had in years. Anything that they ask of this guy, he does it. And he does it very well too. And he's he's just overall he never, he never surprised. He never amaze, ceases to amaze us. And I think, you know, sometimes there's this debate whether, you know, you know how people that are fans of him, like there's nothing special about him. Um, I tell people, don't take the Miz for granted, man. Don't take this man for granted. He's, he's one of those guys that you you want to have on on your roster, um, in your organization, and um. Hey, Mike, Mike has been great. Hey, I, more kudos to him, man. But uh, but it's going to be interesting, though, what, what, what comes of a lot of this stuff in the coming weeks leading up to payback. Um, like I said, we, we you could pretty much assume that there's going to be. Oh, and then that, I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, we know what Seth Rollins, I guess his next uh, match is going to be Shinsuke, uh, yeah, which, I am, which I am fine with you know it's crazy i didn't really think out much about him challenging being a person with seth, challenging seth rollins for the belt but i'm with it i mean it's time for him to, you know get another world title yeah world title shot anyway be back in, in, in the picture and for him to turn heel yet and bring back uh chaos snack back so that's that's dope him just strictly doing his promos in japanese again yeah uh <laughs> And just in uh, attacking Seth, well, you know, in blindsiding him with the, uh, the Kinshasa 
uh, it, uh this match is going to be dope like we yeah. already know they're, they're going to bring the goods and you mm. know this is this is when we get shinsuke when he's got his working boots on you know oh um, yeah when, yeah when the, when the lights are on bright so yeah i'm looking forward to that um i'm also looking forward to see what um what, what happens with the the judgment day angle and um the inclusion of jd mcdonough um you know just butting his head into judgment day business business uh when he's uh uh, you know, not, not allowed. He's not JD, as they say, but he is. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yep. You know, he's doing Finn's dirty work, you know, doing his bidding. And um, eventually, I think he's going to earn the rest of the group's trust. I think so. You know, uh, but uh, but so. he's, he's only going to be answering to one man. Yep. That's Finn Balor. <laughs> and then also, a little nugget there, um, I want to add in um, Rey Mysterio. United States champion. Yeah. I'm glad it's off theory now. Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. I bet you Theory's happy it's off theory. (laughs) I I don't know. We got to find out and see if he's going to be used any other way uh in the, in the next few weeks but yeah that that rain you know he, he was it was doing him no favors once no. he got to smackdown nah man if if you did something with john cena and that ain't help you out uh, <laughs> uh sorry to break it to you <laughs> it's not uh, i don't it it's toast, not a good look. Bro. Yeah, yeah yeah man um yeah um uh, but no it, it's and and actually it, it's perfect that it's ray in the sense that now it enables, allows them to do, because he took it, you know, people that didn't watch it, like Santos Escobar got injured, Adam Pierce being the, the ever so great GM that he is, uh, allowed Rey Mysterio to take his place, and um, which set this sets up perfectly for, you know, they've been grooming Escobar to be, I guess, kind of like a passing the torch thing now from Rey Mysterio, and now you have that. Now you had Escobar, he could beat his mentor and, you know, for the belt. And that's, you know, that goes along, goes along with the belt still staying within the LWO. Uh, but also, like I said, it gives a passing of the torch moment from Ray to, to Santos Escobar, which, you know, I'm all fine with that. You know, I, I don't think anybody's expecting Ray Mysterio to hold his belt for long anyway. So I, I, I see a lot of resentment be built, you know from this as well considering that ray did take his opportunity from him true uh despite him being injured previously beforehand as well in their match so yeah it's it's going to be it's just uh the uh just the initial seeds being planted for an inevitable turn yeah uh, for santos um against ray now heel santos escobar i gotta admit i can't remember much of his heel work in NXT. Do you, what do you remember of his heel work? Because I like I said, my memory is not. It's not okay. It was good. Okay. Like yeah, I mean he he was he was a, a, a charismatic heel in a way um, compared to what he's doing now as a babyface. I, I I'm just not that big of him as a this babyface character of Santos mm-hmm. compared to what he was in NXT um, and when he had more flash. And um and a, a a more sure of himself presence too, um, you know, on the microphone. But I think this this could really working with Ray. This could really lead to something here for him. Um, 
and hopefully it helps um, redefine um, Santos Escobar and make him one of the one of the the bigger names on SmackDown. That's right. Know, after this program, yeah, and then um, yeah, yeah, I I'm intrigued. They got me intrigued with it. Now, if this turn does happen, I'm I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it if that's what's in line for it. Um, but one more thing, also one more big news that happened um, since we last recorded. Kari Sane, she's coming back. She's yes. coming back. Um, we don't know when, but uh, could I, we don't know. We don't know when. <laughs> but apparently she is coming back. And there was some drama somewhat, uh, not drama with her, but where she came from with stardom. And then Oscar went off on a rant the other day um, about her relationship with Japanese media, which is very interesting because um, I never, I, I, I don't, I never really followed that much of of her, you know, when she was, you know, before she came to WWE. Um, but from what I was reading and from my understanding of it, like, nah, like they, I guess because she just wasn't. You know, she didn't she didn't cater to what they wanted out of her. And um, she was very resentful of that. They feel she felt like stardom was created or something like that to try to ruin her career. Some some weird some some out of stuff, blue stuff. I was like, I like, OK, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, really out of the blue if you were um, in tune with it. Um, for me, it was uh, out for of the those that, for those that don't know. um Oscar at the time when she went by Kana, uh, she yep. was early into her career as a Josie wrestler, um, probably about half a decade in, maybe six years in. Um, she written a manifesto, which was like 10 years ago, 10, 10, 10 years ago, uh, pro- probably a little earlier, um, even more so, uh, that she just wanted to be an improvement within the Joshi industry. Um, and they wanted to focus more on wrestlers and uh, the in-ring um, competition and, uh, and the craft rather than just having folks uh, catering to, you know, the male gaze um, and, and, and you know, some of the gimmicks that they had and some of the, uh, uh, some of the, the weirdness that happened in, in the Joshi realm, because there's a lot of weird shit that does happen in particular, you know, with, uh, with, uh, with, with Japanese girls in general. Um, yeah. And, and one, and the ones that aren't talented, they should be just doing something else as opposed to be wrestling. And that caught her a lot of heat, not just with, um, um, folks within the Japanese media, but, um, with also her peers as well. And it led to her falling out with, um, one of her former friends, um, um, Nane Takahashi, uh, who is a co-founder of Sardom. And I don't know if she made a rebuttal to it or not to Oscar's rent last night, but I think she did made a tweet in reference to their tag team, um, 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 yesterday. And so in some ways she did respond, but not in, not in much detail. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of heat there um, that still rings to this day. It's pretty ironic considering that Asuka ended up becoming the most successful wrestler in Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah, that crossed over, man or female, at this point. 
And, you know, she's essentially, she's going to be a WWE lifer. And, and she also had, you know, she had previous issues with EO, EO Sky when they were together in Japan. Uh, obviously, they made up. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know, her, her and Kyrie have a pretty good relationship, now, notwithstanding. And you could, t- you could say that, really, it was her pioneering um, her way into becoming a household name in the States that led to, that pretty much inspired and helped convert some of her previous detractors. Um, and now you're seeing EO. <laughs> I'm seeing a story from Mayu, uh, Mayu Iwatani about how EO, when she visited EO Sky, when she came to America, EO had 20, 20 bands on her bed <laughs> in her house. And that inspired her to be, you know, that inspired my Iwatani to, be, you know, become better at her craft so she could become a big star herself. And, you know, it, it really for Asuka, you know, it's back talk for her. Like she keeps, she will keep telling that she loves building arcades, yeah. having an in house arcade or having, you know, <laughs> um, having uh, the fly shoes or the fly some um, outfits. And, and, you know, and she really revels in just living her life comfortably, you know, and being, you know, a WWE superstar. Yeah. And really being anti-Joshi overall. Um, that I, I know there's, I mean, the folks that are in within the system, like she is, they understand where she's coming from. And then there's going to be others that are, you know, that are more or less OGs, I would say, you know, from the old mm-hmm. time Joshi world. Yeah. That, you know, they're 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 gonna to look to blackball her or they're gonna, you know, give her give her issue. So, you know, in, in any aspect, you know, it, it's it's interesting it was interesting to see her just come and rant like this. But I'm 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 sure she just does it all in good fun. Especially when, you know, there's trolls on the on social media telling her to go back oh, to yeah. Japan. Oh, yeah. Or you know, or some other shit like that. She'd be like, "Fuck it, no, I'm still gonna be here." <laughs> I Listen, don't give a shit. <laughs> there were, you know, I had read somewhere, and somebody had made a good point, you know, about Oscar. And you, when you really think about it, you know, here it is a person that li- knew little to no English, you know, had has a kid, and I know that it's like, what, what does it has a kid matter? In the wrestling world, like I mean, these people, these performers, man, like they're 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 traveling so much and all this other stuff. Like, and how many times that we've heard watch these documentaries, especially like with these old wrestlers, how they always talk about being on the road so much they missed a lot of stuff with their their kids and stuff like a lot of important stuff. So you you know you got there was numerous elements that was you could possibly see is working against Oscar to to go far with in a big organization i guess such as wwe and the fact that she's been able to she's been like from the moment that she's got there i mean she she has been nothing short of great um definitely a fan favorite no matter and she's a heel or face um she's another one of those people that you know you know even when she's not injured of course but she doesn't i don't recall her getting injured much during her tenure with the company like that um so she's been pretty durable but i mean just overall just she she's been she's been delight man on on camera um oh yeah and and, and, hey yeah i gotta say though like i I gotta say respectfully like she has she has a you know 10 megawatt 10 megawatt smile 
Like she she has like she has like the look like Oscar without the face paint. Like Oscar is like she's a beautiful woman. Like I mean, it's just straight up. Like she really is. And and she so it's like she has she has all she's always had the, all the tools and elements to go far and stuff like that. So you know she calls WWE her oasis and from from the the rant that she did the other day, uh man. But uh listen, you know and. And there's no, and I, there's no, there's perfectly reason why she decided to stay over here in the states. Um, you know, they people love her that much, and she's doing a hell of, she's been a hell of a damn person since the moment she came in there. You know, but um, kudos to her. E- eager to see when um, you know, when Kari comes back. Um, in a way, however way she comes back, but. Considering that Oscar and, and Eel is on SmackDown and that they're there, like I mean, hey, you know who knows? Yeah. Maybe a surprise entrance in the Rumble or something like that. And a Women's War Rumble come January, you know, I don't know. But supposedly there's like a bigger story behind it. But anyway, uh, that's all we want to get through today. We want to, you know, with this episode, you know, get brush up on you know what was going on lately and then SummerSlam. Um, also, we will be releasing a Hip Hop Fifty episode. Um, basis of it is, you know, what made, you know, what made you fall in love with hip hop? And in this case with me and Chris, you know, um, you know, what made us fall in love with hip hop and everything else, um, that, that, that's gone along with, you know, and we're going to share our stories of what it is that our experiences with hip hop at first, especially since we lived in, you know, we, you know, for most of our lives, we lived in two different regions, you know, me being up North, you know, you'd be here in the Middle Atlantic and in, in, in the South. So, you know, it's always a, a, it's interesting stories to hear the contrasting stories of when, you know, what made a person fall in love with hip hop in a certain way. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, you know, it's going to be good, good episode, good fun episode. Um, I'm excited to do it. Um, and, and I know you are, man. You know, I know you, you, you hip hop and you covering it, you know, uh, for a good amount of years. It's it, it's a very it's a very soft spot, very touching soft spot for you. Um, so, um, so I'm always, I'm, I'm eager to hear your, your, your side of it too. So that's what we got coming for you also. Um, this, this, um, this week too. So yeah, it's, you're going to hear a lot of us, um, uh, this, this week for sure. So buckle, buckle up, um, you know, definitely, um, spread the word, find us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcast apps, Family Podcast Network. Um, you could always find Chris on Twitter, rappers and actors, especially if your name is Drake. You, he is definitely the biggest actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're not going to talk about him. Um, but um, me, Mo underscore B underscore knowing, um, like I said, always head of us. Hit us up, you know, chop it up with us. You know, we're we're very peaceful people whenever we are um on there. We also got an Instagram page, No Words Bardcast, and um Twitter or X. I still call it Twitter. Um, <laughs> and W yeah, yeah, Bard it's still, Podcast. It's still, it's still Twitter. You see how they changed the um the the, uh, the URL to X as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's so stupid. It doesn't even look it's right. It's dumb, man. You know it's it going to change back to Twitter in like three months. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, that's where you can find us at. And um, like I say, keep your ears uh, glued 
to all the podcast apps for when we release the Hip Hop 50 episode um, in the next coming days. So thank you again for everybody listening. Peace out. Love y'all. And uh, stay cool out there.